delicious. Good evening, good evening, lovely community. Excuse me, I was having a sip of my studying it. I really couldn't um, see the use of plants. Can you guess that? I mean, I knew that what we consume were plants like, you know, fruit, vegetables, spices, and some or herbal teas that we drink sometimes with family or friends. But I could not see much deeper than that or further than that. I saw them as, you know, normal creatures or creation that exist to serve us or just so we can eat them and make good delicious dish out of them. But I could not see anything more magical or special about them, like nothing at all. And then in my bachelor year, bachelor degree, I specialize in plants and it was plant physio physiology, I remember. And it was so mad I got that specialty. I didn't want it. I wanted anything in the field of biology, but that one. And I was so upset and frustrated and I wanted to change it, but I could not. So what I did was pretty simple. I tried to dive in it and to have as much information as I can. So I would at least love what I'm doing. Okay. How is that in related to it? Well, in fact, it is very, very much related because at first, as I said before, I thought of them to be very normal, nothing special, nothing very, um, not contributing, but nothing very important to bring to our mental, physical, and also spiritual health. But in fact, they do, and very much. I'm going to take you with me, or to give you this sip of medicinal plants, and I hope you enjoy it. It would be a little bit bitter, but very, very beneficial. To begin with, the term of medicinal plants include various types of plants used in herbalism, which is herbology or the science of herbs or herbal medicine. It is the use of plants for medicinal purposes and the study of such uses. The word herb has been derived from the Latin word herba and an old French word herb. Nowadays, herb refers to any part of the plant, like fruit, seed, stem, bark, flower, leaf, and even a root, as well as a non-woody plant. Earlier, the term herb was only applied to non-woody plants, including those that comes from trees and shrubs. Thus, medicinal plants are also used as food, flavonoid, molecules in medicine or in perfume, in cosmetics, and also in certain spiritual activities. Ooh, very mystical. I'll take you now to history in the prehistoric times, so you could understand how much important they were to them. They have been used for medicinal purposes long before the prehistoric period. Ancient Unani, which are Indian manuscripts, and Egyptian papyrus and Chinese writings describe the use of herbs. Evidence exists that 
Yunani Hakims, Indian Vaids, and European Mediterranean cultures were using herbs for over 4,000 years as medicine. Indigenous cultures such as Rome, Egypt, Iran, Africa, and America used herbs in their healing rituals, while others developed traditional medical systems such as Unani, Ayurveda, Chinese medicine, in which herbal therapy were used systematically. In the ancient times, Sumeria, hundreds of medicinal plants, including myrrh and opium, are listed on clay tablets from around 3000 BC. The ancient Egyptian Ibers papyrus listed over 800 plant medicines such as aloe, cannabis, castor beer, garlic, juniper, and mandrake. From ancient times to the present, Ayurvedic medicine was documented in the Atharda Veda, the Rig Veda, and the Shorta Samhita. These are Indian manuscripts. They had used hundreds of pharmacologically active herbs and spices, such as turmeric, the one we use to give yellow color to food, which contains also curcumin, the Chinese pharmacopoeia. The pharmacopoeia is actually the, the medicinal um, use of the herbs in China. Like they were really, um, the herbs were so holy for them. The Xingwang Ben Chao Jing records plant medicines such as Shulmurga for leprose, ephedra, and hemp. These nowadays are known to be trees that grow only in China. In the Middle Ages now, in the early Middle Ages, Benedictine monasteries preserved medical knowledge in Europe, translating and copying classical texts and maintaining herb gardens. Hate God if Benin wrote Kozayakura, which means causes and cures, on medicine. In the Islamic Golden Age, scholars translated many classical Greek texts, including Discorides. Discorides is a Greek philosopher, writer, doctor, and zoologist back in the ancient Greek. They translated his works into Arabic, adding their own commentaries and knowledge. Herbalism flourished in the Islamic world, particularly in Baghdad and Andalusia. Baghdad is in Iraq and Andalusia today is Spain. Among many works on medicinal plants, Abul Qasis of Cordoba wrote the book of symbols and Ibn al-Baytar from Tunisia recorded hundreds of medicinal herbs such as aconitine, nux vomica and tamarind in his corpus of symbols. Avicenna or Ibn Sina included many plants in his 1025, The Canon of Medicine.
in which I owe much gratitude and um, knowledge, of course, because he mentioned various types of herbs and how we use them and even how to eat them properly without killing the properties of that plant. Abu Rayhan al-Bayruni, Ibn Zuhr, Peter of Spain and John of Saint Amand wrote further pharmacopoeias. And thanks to them nowadays, we know how to cultivate plants, use, cook and consume these herbs or spices or even teas. They only believed that herbs are solution to cure a number of health-related problems and disease. They conducted thorough study about the same experimented to arrive at accurate conclusions that about the efficacy of different herbs that have medicinal value. Most of the drugs thus formulated are free of side effects or reactions. This is the reason why herbal treatment is growing in popularity across the globe. These herbs that have medicinal quality provide rational means for the treatment of many internal diseases which are otherwise considered difficult to cure. Among ancient civilizations, India also has been known to be rich repository of medicinal plants. The forest in India is the principal repository of large number of medicinal and aromatic herbs, which are largely collected as raw material for manufacture of drugs and perfume products. About 8,000 herbal remedies have been codified in Ayush systems in India. Among these systems, Ayurveda and Unani medicine are most developed and widely practiced in India till no dice. And now I'll bring you to the early modern time. The early modern period saw, saw actually the flourishing of illustrated herbals across Europe, starting with the 1526 Great Herbal, John Girard wrote his famous The Horrible of General History of Plants in 1597, based on Rembrandt Dodons and Nicholas Culpepper. Well, his name is fun and cute. Culpepper published his the English Physician England. Many new plant medicines arrived in Europe as products of early modern exploration and the resulting of the Columbian Exchange. If anyone's wondering what's the Columbian Exchange, they can go back and in our first episode to discover more. Uh, first or second episode, I'm not quite sure. In which Lidstoke crops and technologies were transferred between the old world and the Americas in the 15th and 16th century. Medicinal herbs arriving in the America included garlic, ginger, turmeric, 
Coffee. Oh, my God. Coffee. I'm a coffee addict, by the way. Tobacco and also coca. Travel. They traveled into the other direction. In Mexico, actually, the 16th century Badianus manuscript described medicinal plants available in Central America. Now, can you imagine that they did all this kind of travels and voyage just to arrive to us so we can consume them and can have um, all the beneficial side of them and I don't know about you, but um, since the start of using these herbs, actually a lot of things change in my life. Now, I'm not saying I'm super healthy or at excellent um, mood all the time, but since I started using them, like even my mental health or my moods are just much better. Well, I'll add the 19th and 20th century. The place of plants in medicine was radically altered in the 19th century. Very late, but that's okay. By the application of chemical analysis, alkaloids were isolated from a succession of medicinal plants. Well, alkaloids or the molecules are the most active, most effective and most also sometimes dangerous molecules in composition inside the plants. Starting with morphine and soon followed by hippocona and stercones, quinine from the Kikona tree, <laughs> funny name, and then many others. As chemistry progressed, additional classes of pharmacologically active substances were discovered in medicinal plants. Also, commercial extraction of purified alkaloids, including morphine from medicinal plants, began in the 1826. Isn't that much interesting? Also, traditional systems of medicine continue to be widely practiced on many accounts. Population rise, inadequate supply of drugs, prohibitive costs of treatment, side effects of several synthetic drugs, and development of resistance to currently used drugs for infectious disease have led to increased emphasis on the use of plant materials as a source of medicines for a wide variety of human ailments. Which means that some of us have this resistance against medications, antibiotics or anti-inflammatory medications. Well, some of us, not all, but their immune system develop this sort of um, shield or resistance against it, which means that even if you take that pill or that medication prescri prescribed by the doctor, it would not work or affect you anyhow. So the alternative to this could be a strong plant. Of course, you would not go against what your doctor um, give you to, to consume or prescribe you, but you, you can try something that could be more efficient. A plant that would probably 
take the same um, role or function as the medication because I am no doctor, but generally what medication does is it, num- it numbs the pain and end the symptoms, but it never eradicates the cause of the disease or the cause of the pain wholly and completely. But I would not advise for the um, chaotic or random use of medicinal plants if if one has no knowledge or no one or no experienced family member or a relative that could tell them how to use it and when to use it because it's very, very peculiar and dangerous. Recently, WHO or the World Health Organization estimated that 80% of people worldwide rely on herbal medicines for some aspect of their primary healthcare needs. According to the organization, around 21,000 plant species have the potential for being used as medicinal plants. Isn't that amazing? And we don't even know about it. Most of them are just planted in our homes or in our gardens or we see them outside in the streets and we have no idea about that. As per data available, over three quarters of the world population relies mainly on plants and plant extracts for their healthcare needs. More than 30% of the entire plant species at one time or other were used for medicinal purposes. It has been estimated that in developed countries such as the United States, plant drugs constitute as much as 20% of the total drug. While in the fast developing countries such as India and China, the contribution is as much as 80%. Thus, the economic importance of medicinal plants in much more is much more to countries such as India than to the rest of the world. These countries provide two-thirds of the plants used in modern system of medicine and the healthcare system of rural population depend on indigenous system of medicine. Also, the treatment with medicinal plant is considered very safe as there is no or very minimal side effects. Those remedies are in sync with nature, which is the biggest advantage. The golden fact is that use of herbal treatment is independent of any age group and sex. In several parts of the world, many herbs are used to honor their kings, showing it as a symbol of luck. Now, after finding the role of herbs in medicine, lots of consumers started the plantation of some of them at their home gardens or in balconies. Medicinal plants are considered as a rich resource of ingredient, which can be used in drug development either pharmacopoeal or non-pharmacopoeal, or synthetic drugs. Apart from that, these plants play a critical role in the development of human cultures around the world. Moreover, some plants are considered as important source of nutrition, and as a result of that, they are recommended for their therapeutic values Some of those plants include ginger, green tea, who doesn't love green tea, walnuts, 
aloe vera, pepper, turmeric, coffee, and also mint. Some plants and their derivative are considered as important source of active ingredient, which are used in aspirin and toothpaste. Who could have imagined? Well, a, der a derivative is just a molecule that we extract from the used or the wanted plant. Apart from the medicinal uses, herbs are also used in natural dye, pest control, food, perfume, cosmetics, tea, and so on. In many countries, different kinds of medicinal plants, herbs are used also to keep ants, flies, mice, and flee away from homes and offices. Isn't that just more effective than the, the synthetic or the chemical we buy to keep flies away? Nowadays, medicinal herbs are important sources for pharmaceutical manufacturing, of course. Recipes for the treatment of common ailments such as diarrhea, constipation, hypertension, low sperm count, weak erection, piles, coated tongue, menstrual disorders, bronchial asthma, leukorrhea and fevers are given by the traditional medicine practitioner very effectively. Over the past two decades, there has been a tremendous increase in the use of herbal medicine. However, there is still a significant lack of research data in this field. Therefore, since 1999, the World Health Organization has published three volumes of monographs on selected medicinal plants. And I would um, warmly and importantly encourage everyone to read about the, the plant they consume or they eat or use in their daily lives because it is important for any and every and each one of us to know what they're what they're taking inside their bellies what they are what they're consuming and because what we consume is literally us we became we become what we consume because eventually it constitutes our moods our health our gut our nervous system our skins many things it just it's not just on the beauty side or the health side it takes all the aspects and fibers are just the the stomach and colon friends but also the skin and if you have a good stomach or i wouldn't say good a healthy stomach healthy colon and healthy skin you would thrive let me give you now the importance of some herbs with their medicinal values Herbs such as black pepper, cinnamon, myrrh, aloe vera, sandalwood, ginseng, red clover, bayberry, and safflower are used to heal wounds, sores, and boils. You can just apply or take this, this herb or this root, smash it. Of course, it has to be dried and cleaned smash it into a powder you can add olive oil or a gentle cream or coconut milk and apply it on the wound or the boil now the basil fennel chives 
apple mint, thyme, golden oregano, variated lemon balm, rosemary, sage are some important medicinal herb and can be planted in the kitchen garden. These are easy to grow. They look good, they taste and smell amazing, especially oregano, thyme and rosemary. I can assure you that if you plant it in your garden or your kitchen, you would just smell so beautifully that you wouldn't need any perfume or amber to, to make in your room. And many of them also are magnets for bees and butterflies. What could be better than this? Many herbs also are used as blood purifiers to alter or change a long-standing condition by eliminating the metabolic toxins. Those are also known as blood cleansers. Certain herbs improve the immunity of the person, thereby reducing conditions such as fever. And some of these herbs are, well, I know it's weird, but onions. I know onions are not much of a good perfume and not that um, delicious to taste, but actually they reduce toxins a lot. Onions, garlics, green tea, also turmeric. They just, I don't know how to tell you this, but they, they really are life changers. They also boost immunity. Some herbs are also having antibiotic properties. So after this, you won't have, you won't need to take any antibiotics. <laughs> For example, turmeric. Um, turmeric and thymus are useful in inhibiting the growth of germs, harmful microbes and bacteria. They are widely used as a home remedy to heal cuts and wounds. Again, the turmeric is that yellowish to orange powder used by Indian mothers a lot to cook rice. To reduce fever and the production of heat caused by the condition, certain antipyritic herbs such as shiriata, black pepper, sandalwood and safflower are recommended by traditional Indian medicine practitioners. Again, the sandalwood and cinnamon are great astringent apart from being aromatic. Sandalwood is especially used in arresting the discharge of blood and mucus. Some herbs are used to neutralize the acid produced by the stomach. Herbs such as marshmallow root, marshmallow root and leaf. They serve as antacids. The healthy gastric acid needed for proper digestion is retained by such herbs. Indian sage were known to have remedies from plants which act against poisons from animals and snake bites. Herbs like cardamom and coriander. These are mostly greens. Cardamom is a green small grain and coriander is brownish or yellow. They are renowned for their appetizing qualities. Other aromatic herbs such as peppermint, cloves and turmeric again are the pleasant aroma to the food, thereby increasing the taste of the meal.
Mm, why that? I'm just so hungry. Some others like aloe vera, sandalwood, shitran chendi, of course, from India, are commonly used as antiseptic and very high in their medicinal values. Well, antiseptic is something that eliminates bacteria. Ginger and cloves are used in certain cough syrups. They are known for their expectorant properties, which promotes the thinning and rejection of the mucus from the lungs, trachea and bronchi. Also, eucalyptus, cardamom, wild cherry, cloves are also expectorant. In simple words, expect an expectorant is when a herb will extract all the bad mucus or bacteria you're having in your lungs and you would cough it out. Herbs such as chamomile, calamus, basil, cardamom, chrysanthemum, fennel, peppermint, spearmint, cinnamon, ginger, turmeric are very helpful in promoting good blood circulation. Therefore, they are used as cardiac stimulants. Cardiac stimulant, which means they stimulate your heart to work better and to pump blood better and you would have a good blood circulation. And by time, they would extract all the toxin from it and you would get, ri get rid of it out of your body. Isn't that just a natural detox? Very, very natural. Certain medicinal herbs have disinfectant properties, which destroys disease-causing germs. They also inhibit the growth of pathogenic microbes that cause communicable disease. And I can name rosemary oils, thyme oils, eucalyptus oils, olive oil, and also the coconut oil. Can you imagine that? Like nature had given us everything we need from disinfecting to um, blood purifying to appetizer to aromatic properties. Like we can make everything out of it. Isn't that great? Like now I just want to plant all those in my balcony and have them for myself. But I can't go have a very, very small balcony. <laughs> Herbal medicine practitioners recommend calmative herbs, which provide a soothing effect to the body. They are often used as sedatives. A sedative is something that calms you down. I can name mint, Louisa, verbena, also lavender. Lavender is a very soft and well-smelling herb. I can also name the myrt, or the mir, it depends how to spell it or how to write it. It has different Latin and common names. Also, a very, very effective herb. Well, I won't tell it's a herb, actually. It's the, the orange flower. The orange flower is... I know they use it, they extract from it... Um, water rose and, and so on but the effect it has on calming the nervous system 
is amazing. Finally, certain aromatic plants such aloe vera, golden seal, barberry and shiriata are used as mild tonics. The bitter taste of such plants reduces toxin in blood. They are helpful in destroying infection as well. What could we want more from Mother Nature, as we call it? Now we'll go to stimulation. Certain herbs are used as stimulants to increase the activity of a system or an organ. For example, herbs like cayenne. Cayenne is what we know as to as um, the very, very strong and hot pepper. Like when you use it, you're just on fire. That is a stimulant. But also coffee, which is also um, originally a plant, and it got cooked and then smashed and cooked again with water to have your delicious coffee, which is stimulant for your cardiovascular system and your nervous system. Also tea in all its colors, or all types. Green tea, black tea, red tea. And of course, I wouldn't recommend you take stimulants at night because the body needs to rest. So it's a bad idea. Even if you are a night person or a night owl, taking stimulants at night is not good. I will not advise that ever. Another stimulant, which is very known, but it's not a herb, actually, it's a, it's a fruit. Lemon. Well, all agrooms, actually. Lemon, pamplemousse, orange, tangerine, and so on. Well, they stimulate mostly the nervous system, which would just make you wake up the very moment you digest them. <laughs> That's why it is recommended by doctors or nutritionists to take something that contains vitamin C in the early the early hours, especially for workers and students. It is really stimulant. And for some who might hate the taste of coffee or tea, you can take a good lemon juice or orange juice, tangerine juice or tangerine as a fruit and start a good day. A wide variety of herbs also include jillo, golden seal, aloe vera and barberry are used as tonics. They can also be nutritive and rejuvenate a healthy as well as diseased individual. Honey, turmeric, marshmallow plants and licorice can effectively treat a fresh cut and the wound. They are termed as vulnerary herbs. Vulnerary means they cure um, something which is open, like you know, a cut, a wound. Um, I wouldn't recommend a burn. A burn needs something uh, sedative and soothing. Also, um, a very important, um, a very important effect of them is on the menstrual cycle. If um, there is any dysregulation in it in the menstrual cycle or 
problems or disease or blockage, of course, I would recommend you girls to go see a doctor. However, something very calming for the pains and the constr- and the contractions and that that um, enormous and huge pain that we experience every month for a whole week sometimes for some of us. It could be reduced. I'm not saying it's going to be magic or something of the sort. No, not at all. But it can reduce. It can really reduce that pain. And I would name the bay leaves. The bay leaves are very effective for some. Also, cinnamon roots, of course. Mint. I mean, like, mint is magical. Mint is... is, is for me, I can use it for mostly everything. <laughs> but also Louisa. Louisa or Verbena officinalis is the most common herb I I can possibly ever taste in my life. Like the very after after probably ten minutes of drinking it, I fall in a sleep of uh, forever, just like a little baby, and I love that. Also, ginger, roots, and turmeric with milk. I know it sounds weird, but turmeric actually is good with milk. And it reduces the pain. But I also would recommend that you do not take it very concentrated and not on a daily basis because it would tire the kidneys from uh, purifying the blood containing all those herbs and molecules. When taken... Uh, herbal tea, it is recommended that you take it um, day per day or two days and rest a day. So just that your body would rest from having that concentrated amounts of molecules and their effects on it. You know, the body is a miraculous machine and that's why we should take care of it and not consume whatever, however, and so on. Come into... Um, the the pot where we use the external part of a plant, which are fruits and vegetables. The fruits, the final fruit in, in, in biology or plant biology, we call it fruit, whether it's a veggie or a fruit, because it's the last part or the last stage of the development of a plant. You have a grain, and then there is a small root that gets out of it, and then it grows to be a tree, or just, well, maybe it cannot be a tree, a small tree, or a herb, or something. But the final stage is called a fruit. Whether it's a vegetable or a fruit, that depends. Now, when it comes to that consumption, we think that we know how to consume them, but actually we do not consume them correctly, and that is really sad. Of course, you would say, what is she talking about? We know, we all know how to, to use potato. Yes, I know, we all know how to use potato and tomato and carrots and oranges and so bananas. There is no extraordinary use of them, but actually they are extraordinary if we know the properties they have. They, they hold in them or the magic they can cause if they are consumed correctly and if they are consumed in, I would say, consumed with moderation, because sometimes we overdo it with something. 
thinking that it would help us more, it would uh, get us into shape very quickly, it would clean our skin in a matter of days. Actually, nature does not work like that. Nature, as you, um, you know, as you contemplate it outside, is very slow-paced, and like us humans, it doesn't is not on a rush. It is not in a marathon to do anything at all. It just takes the time to be and to give. I would like very much to um, to take this um, to take this um, episode longer and further, but I can't because I would never stop <laughs> talking uh, about the importance of fruits, veggies, and so on. But I can make it, um, I don't know, maybe a second pot? What do you think? Are you interested into having a second pot of this? Well, I hope so. I, I wanted to end it with a quote that we all know, but we rarely take in consideration, which is, tell me what you eat, and I will tell you who you are. Jane Antlem Brillat. And if you take a very tiny amount of time to contemplate it, you would know how much it is right. Finally, tell me, tell me, what do you think about the mug of information I gave you about medicinal herbs? Did you like it? Was it insightful to you? Did it add any value to your day or to your life? Was it cheerful? Was it so heavy? Or was it instructive? I wish to know. And as I always say, our episode has come to an end, sadly. I didn't want it to end, honestly. And on this, I would tell you to take good care of yourselves, to walk daily, to have some medicinal herbs sometimes, to drink a lot of water, and in the hope that you get lost in the echo.